0: are listening to the Calvary Church podcast where each episode features a life transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services and now let's join a service that's already in progress Malachi 3:6 says this For I am the Lord I do not change Amen Amen we're getting there Luke 1:37 says for with god nothing will be impossible for with god nothing will be impossible why don't we bow our heads for a moment and let's pray that god would speak directly to our hearts this moment in jesus name i pray that you would anoint these lips god use me as your vessel today lord Usher in your spirit, Lord God, to uh, prick the hearts of the people that are in this room and the people that are hearing this message, God. I pray that we would respond with gladness and joy. I pray in Jesus' name that you would remove any nerves or any doubts or fears, God, out of our minds and out of our hearts, Lord God. And I pray that you would give me confidence in your spirit to speak your word as you have given it to me. In Jesus' name, the only name which by heaven we must be saved. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. In 2018, the company AT&T had released a series of commercials, and they're still going on today, that depicts a number of situations where just okay is not okay, why don't you shake your head if you've seen some of those commercials. Now, I, I do not endorse AT&T. I'm, I'm more of a Verizon type of guy. Uh, well, there we go. We're getting Verizon claps. So we better get more for the Lord. But those commercials, they're pretty amusing. I wanted to share a few of them with you this morning. It will be real quick. But if you can turn your attention to the screen as we watch this. is oh, my grandma's. Oh. Don't worry, ma'am. All of your stuff is in okay hands. Just okay? Well, they don't give two and a half stars to just anybody. Here you go. What's this? It's your piano. Hold this for sec. We don't have a piano. But the neighbors do. Just okay is not okay. <laughs> is this right, safe? Assembled it myself last night. I think I did an okay job. Just okay? What if something bad happens? We just moved in the next town. Just okay is not okay. Hey. 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 How you doing? Uh, Phil, are you guys good with brakes? We're okay. Just okay? We got a saying here. the brakes don't stop it, something will. <laughs> That's not a real saying. It is around here. I wrote it. Just okay is not okay. Have you ever worked for Dr. Francis? Oh, yeah. He's okay. Just okay? Guess who just got reinstated? Well, not officially. Nervous? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. I'll see you in there. Just okay is not okay. Just okay is not okay. This statement rings true if you... recommended a food place to stop today and they say it's it's okay food I would suggest that you don't go there if you're told that you're just an okay employee you probably should step it up a little bit because you might not last much longer if your thought of your friend is just okay you may have some work to do to better that relationship or if your wife or your girlfriend, if you ask them if they're okay, and they say, I'm okay, or I'm fine, trust me, there is a lot more going on in that, in that mind of theirs. They are not just okay. See, many people like to settle for just okay. I don't want to settle for just okay with our youth group. Amen. I don't believe the music team wants to just settle for just okay in our worship. I know TCA schools strive to better themselves from being just okay. It's the reason many of us create these resolutions at the beginning of the year, to try to better what is just okay in our life. We try to better our health, we try to better our relationships, we try to better ourselves in some way or another because we are not satisfied with being just okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. In my opinion, we all should strive to be better, we should all strive to be the best that we can be. However, not everyone feels the same way. Some people are perfectly fine being just okay. Some people are content with being where they're at. Some people, maybe in this very room, are fine with just getting by. See, the children of Israel were some of those people. Their stories are found with so many ups and downs and victories and disappointments And where we find the children of Israel in the passage we're about to read, they have been wandering around in the desert for a little bit of time now. And they started to question God, and their faith began to waver. And if God really had more for their life. They began to murmur against Moses and their leadership around them. Actually to the point where some of them were saying they would rather go back to Egypt where it was just okay for them instead of persevering a little bit longer for the promise that God had for their life. The psalmist describes the situation perfectly in Psalm 78 verse 40. He said, How often they provoked Him in the wilderness and grieved Him in the desert. Yes, again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember His power or the day He redeemed them from the enemy. It is interesting that the writer uses the words limited there. See, how is it possible that the children of Israel limited a God who they had seen with their own eyes just deliver them out of 400 years of slavery? A God who freed them from the grasp of Pharaoh, who opened up the Red Sea and crossed on dry, on dry land. A God who led them day and night, and a God who, when Israel complained about the water being bitter, told Moses to cut down a tree and place it in the water, and the bitter water became sweet water. And a God that uh, when they were crying about being hungry would provide for them food. All they had to do was walk outside and pick up manna off of the ground. A God that says uh, Israel is complaining again about having no water and he tells water to spring up from a rock. A God when Israel uh, says they want meat so he commands quail to come down from the sky to satisfy them. For some reason... For some reason or another, they failed to remember what God had done in their life. And now they have limited a God who has shown them that he is able to do all things. See, it's hard to fathom how the children of Israel could forget what God had done for them. But I believe we too are just like the Israelites sometimes. We, too, can limit what our God can do in our lives and what he is capable of doing through us. We, too, can place God inside of a box and fail to remember who he really is. Amen? We can decide to take the easier route sometimes. We can decide to become satisfied with just okay when God has a plan and purpose for every single purpose, every single person in our lives. See, our world is defined by limitations. From the early age, as a child, we are taught that there are limits in life. We teach our youth that there's a limit to the age where they can drive. There's an age limit. The human body teaches us that there are certain limitations that you can only run so fast or jump so high. And if you ever go to King's Island, there's a sign that says you must be this tall to ride this ride, right? There is a height limit. Now, I haven't had to deal with that very much, unlike some other people. But one limit I'm not a big fan of is the speed limit. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Especially when it's like 25, right? How do you go 25? You're just putting along there. We're limited in the amount of time that we have in a day. We're limited about the amount of energy that we have in a day or how long we can live this life. See, our culture has ingrained in us limitations that we were only capable of so much because the boundary set in our life. And we have determined that there are some things we just cannot do. We limit ourselves not just in the physical world, but we limit ourselves to what we are capable of doing in the spiritual world as well. We limit what we can do through God and with God. And a lot of of us limit ourselves because of past behaviors and past failures and mistakes. And we base our limitations on fear of failure or stepping out in faith. And it prevents us from doing more and being more for God. So we settle for just okay. I can be an okay Christian. I don't know if I can be a great Christian. Imagine if that's the route you took raising your children. I can be an okay dad. I can be an okay athlete. I can be an okay, you know, anything. I can be okay at that. That's not the route we take in the physical world. But in the spiritual world, some of us decide, I don't have to pray today. I can make it on my own. I'm okay. I don't have to read the word of God today. I can make it on my own. I don't, I don't need him. I don't need a church and a culture around me to support me and encourage me. I don't need a youth group that have like-minded young people in it. I can, I can make it on my own. I'm, I'll be okay. A lot of us limit ourselves But I want to let you know today that you don't have to settle for just okay you don't have to settle for just getting by. You don't have to settle for going through the motions or living a life that's aimless and bound up and pressed down. I want to remind you this Sunday morning that we serve a God who is not defined by the limitations of man, a God who is not confined by space or time, a God who is capable of tearing down strongholds in your life, a God who can break the yokes of a oppression and doubt and condemnation, a God that we serve is not just okay God. He is a God with no limits. Amen. Can I share with you for a moment what the Bible says about our God? The, 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 The songs today were just on point. Let me share you a couple verses. Sorry if it gets repetitive, but this is the word of God. This is God speaking to you. It's not me. It's God. Jeremiah 32, 17 tells us that there is nothing too hard for God. There is nothing too hard for God. 2 Thessalonians 3, 3 says that our God is faithful. 1 Samuel 2.2 2 tells us that our God is holy. Psalms 100 verse 5 says that our God is good. So Isaiah 30.18 tells us that our God is just. Psalms 136.1 says that our God is merciful. Psalms 145.8 says that our God is righteous. Come on, somebody. 1 John 4.8 tells us that our God is love. First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.17 tells us that our God is sovereign. Re- Revelation 19.6 tells us that our God is omnipotent, for he is all-powerful. Psalms one thirty nine tells us that our God is omnipresent, for he is in all places at all times. Job 34.21 tells us that our God is omniscient, for he is all-knowing. S- Psalms 29 tells us that uh, when our God speaks things happen we don't serve a god who is limited by time daniel 2:21 tells us that our god controls all time and all seasons we don't serve a God who is unable to uh, uh, bring you through. Exodus three three tells us that our God has the power to deliver you. We don't serve a God who is weak and hard to find. Proverbs 18.10 tells us that our God is the strong tower, the righteous run in it, and they are safe. Acts 10.36 says that he is the, the Lord of all. 1 Timothy 6.15 says that he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Hebrews 12, 2 says that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Revelations 22, 13 says that he is the alpha. He is the omega. He is the beginning and he is the ending. He is the first. He is the last. He was which is, which was, and what is is to come. You can refer to him as Elihim, or the Creator, or Adonai, the Lord our Master, or El Shaddai, the Almighty God. You can refer to him as Jehovah Nissi, the Lord my banner, Jehovah Rath, the Lord who heals, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace, Jehovah Rahi, the Lord my shepherd, Jehovah Shema, the Lord who cares for us, Jehovah Jirah, the Lord who provides. Come on, somebody. This is the Lord we're talking about. This is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You can refer to him as the name that is highly exalted above every other name. The name that every knee shall bow, that every tongue shall confess, the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. I've come to remind some of you this morning that whatever you have, whatever you're in need of, whatever situation you may be in, whatever choice may be lying before you, don't settle for just okay. Don't settle for just okay. Don't give in. Don't worry because there is a God who can, who can not, there is a God, there is nothing he cannot do. We serve a God who loves you so much that he wrapped himself in flesh. That he came down to our world and took on our sins and took on our failures and nailed them to the cross because he loves you. And death could not even stop him. Death could not hold you down. Yeah, we just sang that. Death could not hold you down. Amen. Amen. With God, all your needs are supplied. With God, all things are possible. God is not looking for someone who has it all together. He is just looking for ordinary people who will take the limits off of Him so He can show you the goodness in extraordinary ways. Amen? Amen. Around this time, uh, around last, last summer, not around this time last year, but last summer... We had a revival service. Brother Vinny came, and God was outpouring the Spirit, and it was an incredible revival. But during that time, Amber and I were dealing with a little bit of a situation at home. Our child, Roman, had uh, uh, he had some kind of illness. He had something going on in his body. Uh, for some reason or another, uh, his skin from about his waist down was just peeling profusely. Persu- per- per- Sorry about that. And we we had no idea what was going on. We'd lotion him up and we would take care of him every morning, but it got to the point where we took him to the doctor. And at the doctor, the doctor had no idea what was going on. They told us, don't worry about it, just monitor it. And I know a lot of you are like, well, it's not that big of a deal, but for Two new parents at the time with a six month year old. It was a big deal to us. And so this issue went on for not just a couple days, but for weeks. It's probably about three or four weeks or so that he had this thing going on. The doctors didn't know what to do, we had no idea what we're doing. But at the revival service, Brother Vinny Azzalini spoke about his wife dealing with feet issues. And his wife was dealing with feet issues, and that she was at home and she prayed for her feet, and God brought her a miracle right then and there. See, we did not hesitate at that moment to bring Roman to the altar. Sure, we prayed for him. Sure, we had faith he could be healed, but. At this moment, we knew it was right. We came up to the altar, standing on this side, and Brother Vinny laid his hands on Roman's little feet. And you could tell within the next hour that his skin started to get better. Amen? We had revival service that Tuesday night, and his skin was completely healed. It was completely healed. I say this to say that we could have been satisfied with it being just a little bit better. We can be satisfied with just being okay, right? It's not too bad. We can manage this. But God wanted to bring absolute healing into his life. Amen? See, when you pray God-sized prayers and pray like The God you serve is able to do abundantly more than you can ask or think. I believe you will see the greatness of God's power. All throughout Scripture, we see this principle on display. Elijah prayed that it wouldn't rain, and for three and a half years there was no rain. Joshua prayed for more daylight, and guess what? God stopped the sun for him. Elisha prayed for protection, and he reckon- And the enemies that were standing right before him could not even recognize who he was. See, the church prayed for Peter's release from prison, and he came knocking on the front door. See, when you pray God-sized prayers, you can expect to receive God-sized miracles. Come on, somebody. Is that not something good right there? When you pray God-sized prayers, you can expect to receive God-sized miracles. Hebrews 13.8 says that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We all face challenges, but it's not the size of the problem. It's our perception of the problem. Is this too big or too small for God to fix? First Corinthians 15 says that God has put all things Under our feet. We see any obstacle that comes before us, any sickness, any temptation, every bad habit or everything that is coming against us is under your feet. It's no match for God. It's only temporary. It won't keep you from the promise that God has for you. Why? Because it is already defeated it's already been defeated. It's not the matter of God being able to fix it because he can. That depression is under your feet. That anxiety is under your feet. That financial struggle is under your feet. That anxiety and fear and the doubts that you feel is under your feet. David said it like this, I will look down on my enemies in triumph. Some of us need to look in triumph on the things under our feet. God said, I have given you complete authority to tread over all the powers of the enemy. It's time for some of us to realize that if you have the Spirit of God within you, you have access to the greatest power that there is on earth the greatest power that can overcome sin, the power that can overcome temptation, the power that can overcome any adversary or the snare of the enemy or demonic spirits. You have the power over world schemes and the devil himself. The God we serve has no limits. I said the God we serve has no limits. Amen. I want to share with you all one quick story, I, one more quick story I found in the Bible. I feel like is is good for us this morning. 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 1. It says, a certain woman of the wives of the son of the prophets cried out to Elijah, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elijah said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. He then said, go, borrow vessels from everywhere, from your neighbors, empty vessels. Go and do not gather just a few and when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and the son, and your sons, then pour it out into all or sorry, let me say that again, then pour it it pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. Everybody following me right now. So she went from him, shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. She poured it out. See, there's so much to love about this story. The widow woman who was in so much debt that her sons would become slaves if she could not pay back what was owed. Who knows how many other options she has tried. Who knows how long she's been dealing with this creditor. Who knows uh, whose money she had to borrow from Who knows how long it's been, but at this moment, she finally got it right. She cried out to the man of God, Elisha, Elisha, I need God's help. I know you're a man of God, but I need his help right now. I can't make it on my own. And of course, God already had the answer to her need. Matthew 6, 8 says, for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. He knows our needs, amen. He knows our struggles. He knows what you lack. God had already saw the storm rise before it formed, but he was just waiting for her to turn towards him. Her only possession, it didn't seem like much. It didn't seem like she had enough. It was almost forgotten about. She said nothing except a little bit of oil. But what seemed so small to her fleshly eyes and to her fleshly thoughts was more than enough to a God who has no limits. Elijah gave simple instruction to her to go and gather as many jars as possible and go back into your house and begin To fill them up until they are full. I'm going to ask a couple of the young men to help me out. They're going to grab a couple jars that we have here for a little illustration. So her two sons go house to house. Set them down right there. There you go. And they get as many jars as possible. They get as many as they can carry. They get as many as they believe will do enough. And I couldn't imagine the anticipation as she poured the oil into the jar. I pray, God, that this is enough. And she took... The pitcher. And she began to pour it. And that one is full. And the anticipation and the weight is lifting slowly. I believe as she's been pouring, she's weeping and crying, saying, Thank you, Lord thank you lord thank you lord for providing for my family thank you lord for giving me enough that all i need thank you jesus for being the el shaddai in my life thank you lord for all that you've been doing for us we didn't know that you were watching over us but you were you were providing from us for day one Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Your supply is endless. Your storehouse God has no end. We are not worthy, Lord, but we thank you. Philippians 4.19 says this, And my God shall supply all. Everybody say all. All. All your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. If we can stand and musicians could come. What's interesting about this woman is that after she started filling up a couple of the jars, she didn't just stop halfway and say this is enough for me this is enough to take care of all the debt that i have this is enough to provide for my family for a week's end this is enough for me this is just okay thank you lord for providing for me to get by just again she didn't settle she didn't settle for just enough See, God, God didn't want to do just enough in her life. He wanted to do more than enough. He wanted to do more than enough. Listen, Calvary, God knows what you need at this very moment right now. But he wants to do more, more than enough for you. God knows you want to see that one family member be saved. But God not only wants to just save them, but the entire family. God knows you want to have 20 people come to your red life, young person. But God wants to see you lead an entire gym full. I know you have plans. I know that we all have dreams. But I don't want to limit a God who wants to do more in our life. It may not look like it right now. You may be like this woman and her family. You may be at your wits end. It may look like there's no way out of this mess. But she trusted and she believed in a God who will never leave you or forsake you. The God or El Shaddai who supplies. So don't give up now. Don't let go now. Don't falter, but persevere and believe in a God who can provide more than enough for you. Your miracle can be just one moment away, but all God is looking for is a step of faith. It could be that God is just waiting for you to ask. It could be that he's just waiting for you to lay it down at the altar at his feet. Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, knock and it will be open unto you. There is no limit to what God can provide in your life. There's no limit to God's provision. There's no limit to God's grace and his mercy. There's no limit to God's love. It doesn't matter how far away you may feel in this very moment, God still loves you. It doesn't matter how large the giant may seem in this moment, God is still able. He has done it before and he can do it again. God has no limits.